when you go in, there are probably two things that you immediately notice. One is that it's dominated by turntables, but then probably what else will catch your eye are two murals on either side of the room. It's a unique room on campus. I can't think of any other offices or spaces I've gone to that have graffiti on them that was commissioned. Welcome to Well Said, the official podcast from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Today, we're traveling to the beat-making lab with Mark Katz, professor of music. Mark cleared out an old storage room to create a uniquely inspiring space as a place to teach Carolina students about a more modern form of music. When you walk into the beat-making lab in Hill Hall, You'll find six sets of turntables, recorders, CD players, and controllers ready for students to experiment with. What's most stunning is the art on the walls, inspiring a different kind of educational environment. One is a giant mural of our mascot, Ramses, as a DJ scratching a record with lightning bolts shooting out of the record uh, that was uh, created by a, uh, a local uh, graffiti artist, Sean Koenig. And then on the other side, there's a kind of complementary mural that looks like strands of DNA. Um, and I commissioned that from an alum uh, who goes by the name of Saba Taj, a graduate of uh, the art department. And she created this amazing image of DNA and this, the double helix of DNA with the letters B-E-A-T strewn about, and then the motto is, the beat is the DNA. And I asked her to create something with the theme that the beat is the DNA of all music. Mark teaches several classes in the beat-making lab. Students learn about hip-hop, rap, the art of DJing, and even dance. But rap hasn't always been Mark's interest. To people that I know from high school and people I knew when I was growing up, it's very unlikely that I'm now doing hip-hop, because that's not how they knew me when I was in school. I was interested in classical music. I was interested in rock. I liked Led Zeppelin. I liked the blues. But um, I was a classical music kid. I played violin. My favorite composers were, and still are, Brahms and Schubert. But I remember when hip-hop started to become popular and started to gain national attention, But when Mark was a teenager, he got his first taste of a different kind of sound. The sound of scratching, I first heard, on the song Rocket by Herbie Hancock. And he brought in this amazing DJ, Grand Mixer DST, now known as DXT, to this scratching. I just remember loving that sound when I was 13. It just sounded so crisp, so novel, I don't know that I would analyze it like this, but part of what I like is that it's it's kind of transgressive. It scratches uh, the surface of a record, which is not meant to be scratched. In the late 90s and early 2000s, Mark heard scratching come back around in pop and rock songs, and it sparked a new educational passion. It reminded me how much I loved that sound, and I decided that I wanted to write about it because what I realized, because I spent a lot of time thinking about music technology and how people use music technology, is that what DJs were doing is that they were transforming 
a technology for sound reproduction into a musical instrument for sound creation. So I just thought that was fascinating and transgressive and interesting. Mark started researching the technology DJs were using and quickly discovered the craft was about so much more than just creating music. There's an entire culture surrounding it. Then I learned that there are these things called battles where DJs on their own without rappers or breakdancers, b-boys, b-girls, would compete against each other and would create these scratch routines to see who could be the best. And I went and this battle blew me away. I went into this dark room. There there was a, a guy in front of two turntables kind of wildly manipulating the records and people were shouting and cheering and and saying ooh and ah and and it was this language that I didn't understand because sometimes the DJ would do something and everyone would react as if it was a terrible insult to his rival and these were all men and I had no idea what was going on I was also the only one uh, taking notes at this uh, at this event and I found out that there's a whole language to what's called turntablism and people would manipulate lyrics on songs and use that as a proxy to insult their rivals. So there was this incredible dissing that was going on. And once I became attuned to it, I I realized just how complex this form of musical interaction was. I think the typical image that people have of DJs is um, usually a man, usually a white man, um, with a pair of headphones on, one earpiece off and one on, hand cupped to one of the sides of the headphones, pumping his fist in the air and not doing much more than that. So uh, people see that and wonder, probably wonder what exactly do DJs do? Do they just dance around while music is playing? And in fact, some of them do and make huge amounts of money doing it. But the thing that was so surprising to me and I think is surprising to people when I talk to them about DJing, in particular, this form of DJing called turntablism, is how much skill is involved. So that's part of my job, I feel, is to demonstrate to others who probably have a low opinion of particularly DJing, but also hip-hop in, in general, and a lot of popular music in general, is just how much skill, creativity, and dedication is involved in making that music. In 2011, Mark applied for an innovation grant from Carolina's Institute for the Arts and Humanities to teach students about the musical, technological, and cultural sides of DJing. I proposed a project in which I would create a new form of music class that would combine traditional instruction in music making and music history, but would do that in collaboration with musical professionals in the community, not just as guests, but as co-teachers. So in fact, I, I started in 2011 teaching a class called Beatmaking Lab with a local producer whose professional name is Apple Juice Kid. And it was a very popular class. Everyone interested in making beats and, and hip hop seemed to want to get into the class. And I realized there was this huge demand for hip hop instruction that students weren't getting. Many students who have enrolled in Mark's beat making lab class and several others, such as Art and Culture of the DJ and Rock Lab, aren't just learning the technical side of making music or scratching records. 
Instead, they combine new music-making skills with a deeper understanding of DJ culture. When I talk with people and tell them that I study DJing or I run this international hip-hop exchange program, they look at me and, and say something like, really, you? Or you don't look like you're into hip-hop. And I'm always tempted, though I never do, ask, so what should I look like? But what I do look like is a nerdy white professor, um, a middle-aged professor. So I understand why my picture is in, in the dictionary next to hip-hop. And I don't pretend that, that race doesn't matter and that color doesn't matter. I'm not colorblind in terms of race. And I think it's very important that I acknowledge that hip-hop is a tradition culture that came out of African-American history and is deeply indebted to people of color, not just African-Americans, but Latinx culture. So that's something that I think is very important for me to acknowledge and respect and support. So um, that's also why it's very important for me in the classroom, not simply to be the only one who is talking about hip hop, but to bring artists in and so that students will will see a wide variety of of professionals, most of them people of color, talking to them as experts and that I'm not just uh, the the mouthpiece for hip hop. I don't want to pretend that uh, that I can speak for hip hop myself. Mark teaches about the historical and cultural significance of hip-hop and DJing, but also challenges his students to think about its evolution. For example, Art and Culture of the DJ is a hybrid course. It's quite a bit about the history of DJing. It's a study of music history through the figure of the DJ. It's a study of the impact of musical technology on society, on culture. It's also a study of club culture and all of the challenges and controversies around that. We talk a lot about identity. We talk a lot about queer identity because queer people, particularly queer people of color, created so much of the dance music that people love across the world. In addition to that, they create music through their laptops. I have them create um, playlist. I have them create sets. They go into the lab and they learn how to do some basic scratching. Um, they do learn to do some basic mixing. Some students have become DJs after taking my class and have become professional DJs. And um, most people don't aspire to that, but it's possible that uh, for students to do that. Some of the the other classes take a different approach. For example, Rap Lab is largely a performance class. So they will write rap songs, write rhymes every week. They will get into a cipher, which is a uh, kind of circle formation, and improvise and uh, work with each other. That is very intensively practical in terms of making music. The unique projects Mark assigns in his classes attract all types of Carolina students each semester. Mark says that many who enroll don't even call themselves musicians. One thing that really struck me is on the very first day when we were doing introductions, we brought all the students together, and one student said, in response to the question which I posed to everyone, what does hip-hop mean to you? He said, hip-hop is my pedagogy. 
said, hip hop is how I learn. And if it weren't for hip hop, I'm not sure where I would be. And for him and a lot of other students, hip hop is much more than just music that they like to listen to. It is part of their identity. It's part of their culture. So the students really, really connected to these classes. Some of them had were not deeply connected to hip hop already. Some were, but they all came out of this having learned a huge amount, both about hip hop, but about themselves in terms of what it means to create art that expresses themselves, playing other people's music, but creating their, their own music or dancing. And the students said, several of them said it was life-changing. I mean, it wasn't, they, their expectation was that they were going to learn some nice moves or they were going to make some cool beats, but they came away with a deep appreciation of the culture, but also a way of understanding the power of art. Mark has also worked to bring his classes around the globe, thanks to professional DJs who have also taught students at Carolina. So one thing that has been an important part of my career is that once I created the, the beatmaking lab as a class, I collaborated with two artists, Apple Juice Kid and Pierce Freelon, to create what was called Beatmaking Lab, but it was an international Kind of workshop instead of a course at UNC. And the two of them went around the world teaching beat making or music composition with electronic equipment in places like the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Fiji, Ethiopia, Panama. And it became a really uh, vibrant and successful way of, of going into communities collaborating with local young people to create music, then donating equipment to the local communities so that they could continue to make music. Okay, so my last question for you is, what is your DJ name? Ah, okay, so I'll have to tell you the story. <laughs> so I, I do have a DJ name, and traditionally... DJs don't come up with their own names. Some do, but the it's considered the most authentic way to get a name is for it to be bestowed upon you or for it to just manifest itself. Some DJs, by the way, don't like their DJ names, but it just sticks. So anyway, my DJ name came about, I think, 14 years ago. And it, I, remember, I remember the incident because I was holding my daughter, who was a baby, and she... Um, she was looking at me and she was flailing her arms around me at my face. And my wife was standing there and she said, Anna, don't scratch daddy. Um, and <laughs> then somehow, you know, there's a light bulb that went off, the clouds parted. And I realized that my DJ name was Scratch Daddy. And so that is my DJ name. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Well Said. While you won't be able to catch a performance by Scratch Daddy, you can learn more about Mark's courses at music.unc.edu. Do you have an idea for an episode of Well Said? You can send us a tweet at UNC or shoot us an email at wellsaid at unc.edu. You can find Well Said wherever you get podcasts. So we hope you'll subscribe and leave us a review. See you next week.